Hi, I'm Nick Forster. This week, we are heading back to our archives for a very special show, one of my absolute favorites recorded in my old stomping grounds of Kingston, New York. It starts right now. From the Broadway Theater in Kingston, New York, it's E-Town on the road with this week's guests. From Woodstock, New York, the bands Rick Danko and Garth Hudson. From the Hudson River Sloop Clearwater, Chris Bowser. And electro recording artist, Natalie Merchant. Right now, here's your host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Welcome to E-Town, everybody. We get together every week. Listen to some great live music, talk a little bit about the world around us. This is a very special treat for me to bring E-Town to the Hudson Valley, uh, partly because I grew up around here, partly because E-Town is an indirect byproduct of Pete Seeger's work along the Hudson River, and partly just because it's going to be a great show. So you know, all that stuff is good. There are um, just a few performers who have steadily infuse so much uh, intelligence and intention into such popular music as our first guest. She sold millions of records both as a solo artist and with her first band. She continues to make the connection between her life and her community. She does a great job. She's, uh, she's somebody both musically and personally who I think tries to do the right thing. It's my pleasure to welcome to E-Town for her first visit, Electra recording artist Natalie Merchant. Polly, come go along with me. Polly, pretty Polly, come go along with me. Before we get married, some pleasure to see. Jumped up behind him, and away they did right. Jumped up behind him and away they did ride Over the mountains and the valley so wide Rode a little bit further and what did they spy? Rode a little bit further and what did they spy? But a new dark grave with a spade lying by. Oh, Willie, oh, Willie, I'm scared of your ways. Willie, oh, Willie, I'm scared of your ways. Scared you may lead my poor body astray. Polly, pretty Polly, you guessed just about right. Polly, pretty Polly, you guessed just about right. I dug on your grave the best part of last night. Stabbed her in the heart and the heart blood did flow. Stabbed her in the heart and the heart blood did flow and into her grave. 
Threw a little dirt over her and started for home Threw a little dirt over her and started for home Leaving nothing behind but the wild birds to moan And it's dead to the devil and Willie you must pay Dead to the devil and Willie you must pay For killing pretty Polly and running away Killing pretty Polly and running away Thank you There was a lot of debate earlier today about whether we should do that song or not because Eric over here, Eric's dad's here. Um, Eric felt there wasn't enough character development of William. And he couldn't understand his motivation. All I can say is maybe at one time there were 20 verses to that song and they've just been lost over time. Um, we're going to do a Tom Waits song. Falling in love just makes me blue Well the music plays and you display A heart for me to see I've heard a beer and now I hear you calling after me And I hope that I don't fall in There's people everywhere And I wonder should I offer you a chair Well if you sit down with this old clown And take that frown and break it Before the evening's gone We'll think that we can make And I hope that I don't fall in love with you Now the night does funny things inside a man These old tomcat feelings you don't understand Well I turn around and look for you And you light a cigarette Wish I had the guts to bomb one, but we've never met. And I hope that I don't fall in love with you. I can see that you are lonesome just like me. And it being late, you'd like some company. Well, I turn around and look at you, and you look back at me. 
The guy you're with, he's up and split the chair next to his feet. And I hope that you don't fall in love with me. Now it's closing time. Now the music's fading out. Last call for drinks, I'll have another stout. Now I turn around and look for you You're nowhere to be found I search the place for your lost face Guess I'll have another round And I think that I just fell in Um, how come you don't have a big band? This is pretty sparse, your thing here today. Does that feel okay? It's kind of folky. It's sparse and folky. Yeah. Is that, sometimes a, is that a phase or is that just something you've no, always liked? No, sometimes you feel kind of sparse and folky. And yeah. <laughs> I, I feel that way a fair amount of the time. Uh, but you kind of got your start in folk music, right? Well, actually, it was a folk punk reggae band that I started in. Yeah. As a little kid, you did that? Yeah. When I was about 14. Yeah. Let me ask you about, since we're sort of in this Hudson Valley, uh, Pete Seeger thing, has Pete Seeger been a guy you've either bumped into or been influenced by? I bumped into Pete on the train once. <laughs> I and, did. And, uh, and was he nice to you, I hope? Well, I saw him from the other side of the tracks down in Cold Spring, and he said, the trains are coming over here. <laughs> and I said, my God, that sounds just like Pete Seeger. And then I got over, and it was Pete Seeger. And um. We sat together on the train. I'm sure he doesn't remember this was years ago, but no, Pete and the whole, we were talking about, Eric and I were talking about the whole red diaper baby syndrome that seems to be less and less common today. The whole idea of his generation inspiring our generation to yeah. be um, politically motivated, to be, you know, to be active. Although it's so true, I mean, so many people who have been a part of E-Town have been influenced by Pete. I mean, it's amazing to me the influence he's had from, uh, you know, not just the big stars like James Taylor or David Crosby and those types, but amazing, amazing depth. People who just said, yeah, Pete came to my third grade class and yeah, sang right. and played and it changed my life. And also um, his work with Woody Guthrie and Lead Belly, you know, integrating music at that era, in that era was pretty revolutionary. Although I think it's rubbed off on you whether or not it came from Pete or not. You're somebody who definitely puts their politics out there and uses your celebrity to benefit things that you're passionate about. In fact... You could say that. Yeah, that's fair. I did, in fact. Um, you just, you have a live record coming out. Yes, I do. Yeah. You want to tell us about that? That was a masterful segue to a plug for my record. I, I'm I, actively promoting my new record. <laughs> and there's nothing in it for me, but I did it anyway. Yeah. And it was a series of concerts in New York that New York benefited a variety of different organizations. Anything from... The Riverkeeper to Association to Benefit Children, Center for Constitutional Rights, yeah. um, Doctors Without Borders. 
Yeah. Do you think that people in general want their pop stars to be activists? You must talk to people. <laughs> yeah, listen to the people. I can just say, well, I'm not a pop star, but I can say that I just want everybody to be more active, you know? I, I appreciate that perspective, and we're going to get talk more about that later on, because it's exactly right. Just one, uh, one step at a time, things change. And that's the way, you know, you have to make that step, have to make that decision. So um, we'll talk more about that a little later on. We're hopefully going to have a little visit with Pete on the phone. And uh, you have another sparse and folky tune for us? We're going to continue in the sparse and folky vein. We're going to do, uh, do you know who, is this an Alvin Pleasant Carter song, Bury Me Under the Willow Tree? Is that a traditional song? I wasn't able to clear that. A.P. Carter, I think it's a traditional it's song traditional that A.P. Carter was lucky enough to get the publishing on at one oh, point. Really? I well, I learned this from <laughs> a Carter family record. You're going to join us, aren't you, Nick? I am. Anyway, I'm excited to have you here. Welcome back, if you would, to E-Town. Natalie Merchant. Thank you. My heart is sad and for the only one I love When shall we meet, oh no, no, never Till we meet in heaven above Oh, bury me underneath the willow Under the weeping willow tree So that he Natalie Merchant, lecture recording artist. New CD is called Live in Concert, along with Gabe Gordon and Eric Della Pena on guitars. Natalie Merchant's going to be back. 
little later on in the show. We will be back with more from our special show in Kingston, New York, from back in 1999, after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town. listening to E-Town. Natalie Merchant's going to be back with more music a little later on in the show. Plus, we're going to hear from Rick Danko and Garth Hudson from the band in just a bit. Helen Forster's out here right now. Helen, what's, uh, what do we got? What's coming up? Well, it's time, Nick, for the Achievement Award. Every week we get a chance to recognize someone whose efforts have improved their community in some significant way. Over the years, we've heard about uh, all kinds of people from our listeners, uh, some folks who are helping the homeless and the poor, others who are working to counteract racism and bigotry, still others who are working hard to preserve our environment. Now, these are not always big stories, but the results are real. And these are people who simply decided to do something, to start, to take a step, and we recognize their efforts on the air. Now this week is a little different in that, for the first time in E-Town's history, the nomination comes not from a listener, but from you, Nick. Why don't you go ahead and tell the folks at home about it? I know. I know a little bit about this organization because um, I was around as it was getting started. The best thing I can do is just tell you a story. I have had a chance to tell it a couple of times lately, but in the Hudson River Valley when I was a kid, I was about 12 years old. I went down to the uh, riverbanks to hear a concert. There was a fundraiser designed to raise money so Pete Seeger could help build a replica of a Hudson River sloop from the uh, 19th century. Anyway, there was a concert. There was Pete and the Hudson Valley Philharmonic. I think maybe Don McLean was there. And at this event, I was down there with my family. And in the midst of this, or actually kind of towards the beginning of it, a big mob of guys came down with a banner. They had hard hats on. They had two-by-fours. They had a big old banner that said, don't clean up the river clean up this country, get rid of commies like Pete Seeger. And uh, I saw this thing happening, and I saw my dad kind of brace himself and roll up his sleeves and prepare for the brawl that was surely to follow. And then uh, two things happened. One is my mother, who was wearing a shawl at the time, took her shawl off, marched to the front of this mob, and banking on the fact that they wouldn't hit a woman, she covered up their banner with her shawl and marched backwards in front of them as they came in towards the crowd. And at the same time, the uh, director of the Hudson Valley Phil turned to the orchestra and said, play the Star Spangled Banner. So, da, 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 da. There was this great orchestral sound. And at the same moment, all these guys in their hard hats, of course, had to do their duty and take their hats off and start singing. <laughs> and so in this one wonderful moment, there was this uh, great confluence of, uh, you know, some direct but peaceful action and basically using music to try to... Uh, affect social change. Of course, what happened, the fight did not happen, and the concert was successful, as were many more. The boat was built, the organization was formed, the Hudson River Sloop Clearwater, 
and that organization is still around, and we're going to find out more about it right now. Please, uh, please welcome Chris Bauer from the Hudson River Slip Clearwater organization. I did get a chance to talk to Pete about that event down in Cold Spring, and he said to me many, many years later, he said, I remember that event. I've told that story a hundred times. A regal woman parted the crowd and blocked the banner of that angry mob. And, you know, it's a, it, was an, it was great that he knew about that, too. But in any event, let's talk about some of the things the organization's been working on. Well, I myself am the education director. So I, I do a lot of the education, whether that's school children or adults. Or, and it's really a wonderful thing, the scope of people that come on the Clearwater and all the Clearwater's programs. I, today, I had a, we had a group of fourth graders. And a couple of days ago, it was an elder hostel group. And it could be eighth graders tomorrow or college students the next day. It's, it's, so it's year-round, and it's not necessarily tied directly to the boat itself. Right. I, the, certainly the boat is the flagship of the organization, yeah. literally and figuratively. But there are, a, the Clearwater is very wide reaching in many ways through its on-land programs and classroom visits and the fact that it's inspired a lot of similar programs, education programs throughout the nation and the world. And the byproduct is, in fact, that the river's healthier than it was? In many ways, the Hudson River is a lot cleaner, and in many ways, there is still quite a significant job to do with things like PCBs, two-stroke engines. Um. There's another byproduct of this organization and the boat's existence that I think is also important, which is, and I know this is true in my family's case, that the boat as a symbol for the Hudson River attracted people back down to the shores of the Hudson and connected them with this very beautiful river that might not have been a part of their lives prior to that boat's existence. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. And, and let's talk a little bit about the future. What do you, th what do you got planned? What are you aiming towards? Uh, the Clearwater is going to keep doing its mission. It's a strong education program. I think we're trying to branch out. Um, we're always trying to do more work with classrooms. You know, not everyone can get on the boat at the same time, so it's good to bring Clearwater into the classrooms. And it's also an ongoing effort to try and bring all communities involved in the Hudson River from all walks of life, from all economic backgrounds. And Chris, last question for you. Any idea of the scale of the impact of the organization, how many people you've either worked with directly or affected over the years? You know, just recently we were trying to figure out figures for people on the boat, just people who had come out on formal sales, and that number ended up being 300 to 350,000, and then there's festivals, which number in the millions. I mean, I... Well, congratulations, Chris, and uh, all the people involved with the organization. We're going to present you with this Framed Achievement Award Certificate for all your efforts. Well, and it's, uh, thank you. Chris Bowser from the Hudson River Slope Clearwater Incorporated. To all of our listeners out there, if you'd like to find out how you can get involved with the Sloop Clearwater Project, or if you have an idea of someone you feel deserves an achievement award, let us know. Send us an email at info at etown.org, or write us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thanks a lot, Helen. It's the achievement award. Absolutely, uh, absolutely proof positive that one step in the right direction can make a big, big difference. So keep that in mind, folks. We are going to get back to music right now. Natalie Merchant, as I mentioned, is going to be back in a little bit. Right now, though, I want to tell you about our next guest. 
You know, everybody around the world knows about Woodstock, and even though they're thinking of the festival or they're thinking about the movie, there has been a really remarkable and active musical artistic community in the Woodstock area for more than 100 years. And most people think about Woodstock from the 60s and early 70s. That's really when I started paying attention. And two of the guys that I paid attention to are here with us this week. They've played on so many influential records, all kinds of musicians. It's a pleasure to have them here. Please welcome to E-Town along with Aaron Hurwitz and Roger Mason from the band Rick Danko and Garth Hudson. Sowing the seeds that's been handed down Singing a song from a book that's faded brown Now Mary, she's on a step, she's waiting Her hair is like a light from heaven Her family gathers all around Believing what they found Grace is set at a table round Prayers before they settle down Singing a song from a book that's faded brown Have you ever wondered why There's a rainbow in the sky Maybe it's tears that God has been crying And he leaves the world with a rainbow for a crown And then it's saying That they're the outsiders Our only easy riders On a horse that's going lame On the way of the world is upside down We'll all hold hands as we walk through town Sharing a song from a book that's faded brown that they love Oh, the way of the world is upside down Even the flowers can make a sound When they're pressed together In a book that's faded Pressed together In a book that's faded Pressed together In a book that's faded brown
very much.
Paddy. Nick. Thank you, Nick. These songs that you're doing, they come from uh, a new record live on Breeze Hill. Some of them sure do, yes. Yeah. Yes. So far they do. Tell me about that. How'd that record, is it just a oh. project that you decided to do? Or? Well, it's like kind of the reason we're here tonight. You know, it's kind of like a thought about the environment. You know, I'm, I'm kind of hooked in with Greenpeace, which is an extension yeah. of, uh, of what our main man on the Hudson has been doing, you know, and yeah. uh, just by paying attention to the Hudson River and Lake Erie, a lake that I grew up off of in Ontario, Canada. You know, I never thought that they would ever start being cleaned up, but environmental awareness, you know, it's uh, the rainforest, the mammals, the, the ocean, you know, uh, the more we think about it, the more it's gonna get done. You know, that's yeah. just the way life works. You know? yeah. The and more I'm, we put into it, you know, and uh, I'm using no plastics or no cellophanes on my new uh, CD cover. It's all uh, recyclable stuff. But, uh, but I did notice that a percentage of the proceeds in the record go to Greenpeace directly, and there's a little info in there about how to sign up and get involved, do some You know, uh, music is, uh, I would say music's been very good to us all over the years, so it's time for each and every one of us to give a little something back, and yeah, this hey. was one of my ways of contributing. Well, I also want to say you've been doing a good job of contributing steadily along the way, for, at least from my point of view. Thanks for tons of great, great music, singing, playing. Well, thank you, Nick, and thank you for... Thank you for E-Town. I mean, uh, uh, you and Ellen, you know. Now, the, um, the last time you were on E-Town, it was out in Boulder, and you brought along a couple of friends. Uh, uh, from Norway. Jonas, uh, Jonas Feld came, and Eric Anderson yeah. did well, a trio record. you know, tonight, uh, well, we were going to get Garth to maybe play that song, uh, Waltzing Cross, Dancing Cross, Texas. Or, uh, I want to just say that before you hear Garth sing, I had one of the best jam sessions of my life up in a festival up in Canada where uh, it was Garth was playing the accordion, Maria Moldar was singing, I was playing guitar, and Bill Monroe was playing mandolin. The four of us stayed up late and played some wild stuff. And, uh, but I don't think I spoke to you, Garth, at the time. Uh, <laughs> hey, Garth, shall we waltz across Texas? They've all heard that one. I think we should do one of our newer things called Sea uh, to the North. In Danish, that's pronounced Sea to Danyard. Okay, here we go. Sea to the North.
Crazy mama, when I need you so Crazy mama, where you been so long Thank you very much. Eric Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. That's Rick Denko. Thank guitar, you, Rick. vocals. Garth Hudson. Aaron Hurwitz. Roger Mason on the bass. Christian Teal sitting in on the drums. Thanks so much, Rick. Garth. We will be back with more music, plus my conversation with Pete Seeger after a short break. 
This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who hear E-Town on stations like WDST, Radio Woodstock in Woodstock, New York, on KPOV in Bend, Oregon, and on WRFA in Jamestown, New York. As always, if you want some more information about any of the things we're up to, you can find out all kinds of things at etown.org. Okay, so now we are going back to the stage at uh, UPAC, the Ulster Performing Arts Center, in Kingston, New York, from back in 1999, with my conversation with one of my absolute heroes. This is a phone conversation with Pete Seeker. As I mentioned before, we're kind of thinking about the Hudson River, thinking about Pete Seeger. And uh, Pete is not able to be with us tonight, but uh, we're going to try to check in with him by phone. I want to once again say that not only is E-Town uh, sort of an indirect byproduct of Pete's work, but so many people who've come across this stage and every stage really have been influenced by uh, him just deciding to get out there and do it. And uh, we're very happy to have him in our midst. Please welcome by phone to E-Town, Pete Seeger. What can I tell you you don't know already? Well, Pete, that's why, you're, why, that's why we called you up. Now, we've been thinking about you and talking about you here this evening, and there's a bunch of people up here from the Hudson River Valley and beyond who've been uh, just thankful for your work. I mentioned before one of the earliest stories that I remember about you, which was down in Cold Spring, playing uh, with the Hudson Valley Philharmonic and kind of an angry mob that sort of came down to try to make trouble, and you dodged one down there. Do you remember that night? I certainly do. It was the summer of 1970. The first time Clearwater came into Cold Spring, Keep in mind, it was a small town of unemployed people, and there was a lot of resentment against city folks. Uh, the Ku Klux Klan was strong, so was the John Birch Society. And uh, I got up to thank the crowd for coming, saying, I hope you'll join the Clearwater. And in walked about 15 uh, guys shouting, throw the commies out, throw the commies out. And they were waving little American flags. And they unrolled a banner in front of the stage saying, get rid of pollution, get rid of peat. <laughs> and a tall, queenly woman stood up and spread her shawl in front of the orchestra as though she was going to save it, protect it from these ruffians. Yeah. Um, who was I talking to? Just recently, they said that they had gotten, their whole musical scene had started by your coming to visit schools. Is that something you started doing on your own, or did that somebody give you that idea to just go and work with young people? I hardly ever have sung in nightclubs, only briefly when I was with the Weavers for a couple of years. I started singing in the schools, believe it or not, 61 years ago, had an aunt who was a school teacher, and I was dead broke. I was looking for a job on a newspaper and failing to get a job. And she said, Peter, come sing some of your songs to my class. I can get $5 for you. Well, that was worth a lot more money back in 1938, and I 
went and took the money and quit looking for an honest job. <laughs> Been singing to schools ever since, and summer camps, and yeah. colleges. I feel the most important thing I did in my life was to go to, from college to college to college back in the frightened 50s. Those were the days of McCarthyism and the Cold War, and it was at its depths. And show young people there was a lot of good music that they didn't normally hear on the radio. And I told these young people about Woody Guthrie, wrote This Land is Your Land, and a batch of other good songs. I told them about Lead Belly, who put together Rock Island Line and Irene Goodnight and Midnight Special and a batch of other good songs. And along comes the 60s. Really, my job was done because along came young people, Buffy St. Marie and Tom Paxton and Joni Mitchell and Bob Dylan, of course, and Phil Oakes and a whole batch of others. And I could have kicked the bucket way back then and my main job was done. However, I still like to sing, so I still go around to school. So I was singing for some young people tonight. <laughs> well, we're sorry that you couldn't be here, but I'll tell you what, we're really uh, happy about having you as our neighbor and uh, just knowing that you're out there plugging away. And as you say, your job is uh, well underway. You've got a lot of people started, and we're enjoying the fruits of your labors right now. You never can tell what a song can do. Some songs help you forget your troubles, some songs help you understand your troubles. And once in a long while, some song will help you do something about your troubles. You never can tell. I think if there's a human race here in 100 years, music will be one of the things that pulls us together. I know, you're, I know you're a busy guy, and I'm sorry you couldn't be here, but I really appreciate you taking the time to just check in by phone. And like I say, we're thinking about you, enjoying your work, and uh, we'll continue to do so. Okay, Nick, let the music carry on. All right, thanks. Take it easy, but take it. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye. Well, we're going to take his advice and let the music carry on. Please welcome back to the stage, Natalie Merchant. I was planning to do a different song, but it seemed after hearing Mr. Seeker speak, I'll try this one, which I don't think I've ever played by myself in front of people, but it seems appropriate. Oh, people downcast in despair, see the dissolution everywhere, hoping that bad luck will change. It gets a little harder every day. The people struggle, the people fight for the simple pleasures in their lives. Trouble comes from everywhere, and it's a little more than you can bear. And I know that it will People 
shallow Sometimes I'll see the push and shove The very war and I made my eyes on their eyes You can read about it in their eyes People are ruthless, people cruel All the damage that some people do Full of hatred, full of pride But it's enough to make you lose your mind and I know that it will hurt I know that it will break your heart The way things are and the way they've been I know that it will hurt I know that it will break your heart The way things are and the way they've been Spread the discontent, don't spread the lies Don't make the same mistakes with your own life And don't respect yourself, don't lose your pride and Don't think everybody is gonna choose your side Natalie Merchant, New York State Electra recording artist. Her newest CD is called Live in Concert. She got some help along the way from Dave Gordon and Eric Delapena, guitars. We're going to get everybody out on stage to do one more song here this week. Um, if you would get together for us on this last one. We've been thinking about Pete Seeger, and uh, Natalie helped us choose a couple of tunes that we're going to try to weave together. Uh, you know, we're not trying to tell you how to do things or, or what to do or preach to you. I think it's just great that uh, so many talented musicians can aim in the direction of, of uh, making their communities a little better, making their communities a little stronger, a little safer, whatever it takes. And it's not just musicians, it's all of us that can make a difference. Appreciate you digging in, letting us know about Achievement Award winners throughout the year. We're going to do this one last song. In fact, this medley is, uh, they're both songs that Pete Seeger wrote. I want to thank all our guests, Natalie Merchant, Rick Danko, Garth Hudson, our award winner, Chris Bowser of the Hudson River Slip Clearwater Incorporated, winner of the Achievement Award. I want to thank Pete Seeger for chatting with us on the phone. Thank the E-Tones, Helen Forster. I'm Nick Forster. Hope we can see you next week right here in E-Town. Young girls pick them every
This is a production of E-Town. Okay, that was it, everybody. You got to hear one of my absolute favorite shows, Natalie Merchant, Rick Danko, Garth Hudson, my conversation with Pete Seeger. And it was recorded in my old stomping grounds in the Hudson Valley, this one in Kingston, New York. It was just such an amazing, amazing evening. And I'm so glad you all got to hear it as we dive into the archives to celebrate 30 years of E-Town. This one, of course, from 1999. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.